everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. This is going to be a shorter episode because one of us is on vacation in Hawaii. One, one drunk fan. Gab, do you want to tell people what the weather's like where you are? Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome. Um, I think it's like 90 and a little breezy and sunny and it's a little warm. Um, not going to lie, I'm a little warm, but I think that's a good thing. I'm trying to get over a head cold uh, as well, so the warmth is pretty nice. It is in the mid-50s here in Boston. Drizzly, damp, gray. There's been no sunlight today. Oh, that's not true. I got like 10 minutes of sun. 10 minutes lunch. of sun. It sounds a lot like Seattle weather. So that's great. Great. Just great. I'm so happy for you. that. What are you, <clears throat> what are you drinking, buddy? <sighs> My feelings. <laughs> so what, what, what flavor do those come in these days? Yingling. Yingling? Yeah, it's what we have in the house. Okay. What are you drinking? I am drinking Mai Tai. Okay. In a in like a pint glass, like in a big old glass uh-huh. that I that I poured for myself out of my own bar. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's pretty awesome. Great. This Mai Tai is super sweet. You're super sweet. Oh, thank you, buddy. I think you're pretty sweet too. I think we both just lied to each other. I think we did too. But you know what? I'm on vacation, so. <laughs> vacation lies don't count just like vacation calories vacation lies and vacation calories nothing matters when you get back to the mainland i'll tell you what's been going on on the mainland while you're yeah, out please, there in please tell me. paradise nwsl expanded to 10 teams orlando's what? in tom sermani's back it was just this car crash of information it was insane did you wake up yesterday morning anticipating all of that news? Like, how did you guys know about the Orlando uh, announcement a day early or something like that? I knew about the Orlando announcement a couple days ahead of time. And I don't want to say that I knew about Tom Sermani ahead of time, but I did. And I wasn't allowed to say oh. anything about it. <laughs> Dick. I wasn't allowed to say. I'm sorry. It's uh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'm glad somebody got him. Yeah. I'm glad that Sky Blue didn't get him. Oh, boy. I don't think he would have gone to Sky imagine? Blue. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. Um, could you imagine? Oh, he would have only gone to Sky Blue if they agreed to let him just tear the guts out and renovate the whole thing. Right. Tom is a, f- he either wants to build you a beautiful house from scratch or he's a fixer-upper. And he's like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to flip it and you're going to make a killing. I, I wanted Tom to flip the thorns so bad. <laughs> you wanted I wanted him to, it so bad. You wanted him to flip the thorns like a pancake. I wanted him to flip the thorns like the women's national team are going to flip Brazil. Oh boy, that was yeah. an attempt at a transition because we're not going there yet. We gotta. Still... I know, I know, but I but I wanted to say it anyway. Okay, you can try again later. Then be my fighting words. All right. I think this is a fantastic move, and the way this has been done, I think, inspires a lot of confidence, actually. The Dash expansion, it was only the second season, and like Randy Waldrum has said before, it came together in literally 90 days from, hey, let's make an expansion team to let's put 11 players on the field. And then this Orlando thing, the other owners in the league seem to have known about it for a long, long time. 
Yeah, something I read was they've been talking about for over a year. So it's interesting. Uh, It'll be interesting to track the successes of the two different expansion teams. See how long, you know, does Orlando need that first year to really get its feet under it? Or is it going to be able to just kind of shoot out of the gates? And are are these additional couple months going to really help Tom get ready for the draft, get ready with scheduling for next season, like allow him to actually have a seat at the table as opposed to what Randy Waldrum had to do, which sounded a little bit like clustered and put together at the last minute. It'll it'll definitely make a difference, I think, because think about it. uh, Waldrum had to start putting his roster together, what, in January about, right when the college draft was happening? And if he hadn't been Randy Waldrum, say if he had been, you know, a Tom Durkin, how prepared would he have been to actually draft well? Oh, right. They would have just traded all of their drafts like another coach who sucks, Kyle <laughs> Riley. Oh, God. The Thorns have one first-round draft pick and one fourth-round draft pick right now. Like, I just hope that we get, like, all of Orlando's draft picks for Alex Morgan. Oh, boy. See, that's the thing. Do you think Alex Morgan would leave Portland for Orlando? Everyone keeps going, well, her husband's there, her husband's there. And I guess she has a lot more mobility because she can go wherever she wants. And it's not like Servando Carrasco can demand to go to whatever team he wants in MLS. So on one hand, I guess that is fair. But on the other hand, like, friend of the show, Chart Farley, was tweeting, I think yesterday, like, I'm sick and tired of talking about Alex Morgan in terms of her husband's career, you know? Well, yeah, but that's not the reality that we live in. Like, yeah, we can be sick and tired of doing that, but until until we live in a situation where, you know, Julie Johnson's boyfriend goes to play for the team in the city that she lives in, like, Alex Morgan's not going to shift this conversation. Yeah, I think at this point it is... A consideration you're allowed to take into account it just sucks but I don't know how strong a pull it will be does she I think if we were talking about like if Servando played for Red Bulls or something and it was like oh is she gonna go to Sky Blue we'd be like <laughs> are you fucking joking me no but right? because this is Orlando and they're backed by an MLS club and there's a pretty big audience it seems like we'll see if it translates and there's a big soccer community and they're going to be playing in some nice venues and it's going to be some nice infrastructure going from portland to orlando it might not be such a step down for her no i don't i don't think she'd be slumming it in orlando and i also i also don't think merritt paulson is necessarily one to give her up without like a lot of value added like she Orlando really needs to stack the deck in turn to get Alex Morgan. But I mean, Tom Somani has been pretty open about wanting Alex, wanting Ashlyn. Um, Historically, women's soccer, professional women's soccer teams in this country have kind of, if you're an expansion team, the league kind of bends over backwards for you a little bit. And and I, I can see that happening with Orlando as well. You, we do have to take into account that the person influencing a lot of this is Tom Sermani, and he right. has a familiarity with the national team. And um, I wonder, I wonder if he's gonna get Abby Wambach from Laura Harvey. 
I wonder, know you're on I vacation, wonder, uh, but... I wonder what that relationship's like. Oh, boy. Wouldn't that be awkward if he acquired Abby's rights? Just to have them. <laughs> and then he just he just benched her all season. Like, well, made her the ball girl. She does... If they acquire rights and they offer her a contract, she's under no obligation to accept. They would just hold her rights, and no one else could offer her a contract. Right. Which means that she wouldn't be able to play. I would rather have her need to come to campus, or need to come to practice... And be the ball girl, be the water girl, you know, all these different things. Like, I, if I were Tom Sermani, I would have a vendetta. Well, that's why we're not Tom Sermani, because he seems to be a much nicer person than either one of us. He's a very classy gentleman. You can see it in his mustache. He is a very classy gentleman. I, uh, I hope that Orlando got him by offering him unlimited amounts of gummy fruit snacks. Probably in the shape of worms. Yeah, gummy worms. That's what I was thinking of. I mean, you're not wrong. Gummy fruit snacks. Yeah, I just couldn't remember if they were gummy bears or gummy worms. Maybe or like he doesn't those... specifically like worms, just worms were what he happened to get. It's the gummy that's the, you know, essential part of this equation. I think that's exactly it. It's the gummy. <laughs> well, he's all about he's all about the jelly. Yeah, fans don't throw streamers at Orlando games. Toss packets of gummy bears onto the field. Don't do yeah. that. But really, try that. But don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. That's so hot and sticky in Orlando. Like I, I have limited desire to go to an Orlando away match unless it's happening in like April or May. Yeah, I would go at the very beginning of the season, not even the end, because down in the south, it's still hot until like November. Yeah, and you know, school season like isn't Orlando really dominated by like summer summer sessions? I... Like, summer break. Summer break, that's what it's called. You yeah. know, a lot of summer break kids go down there and... Well, not even kids, just families. Oh. Yeah, it's a popular summer destination, despite the, I, I... you know, number of people going around on bath salts eating off other people's faces. <laughs> Wait, that happens in Orlando? I don't know if it's in Orlando. It was in... It's Florida, in Florida. Well, a lot of fucked up shit happens in Florida, dude. The Everglades are down there. Anyway, welcome to the League Orlando. They are, I think at this point, it's like 95% a lock for them to get Ashlyn Harris. And she's made, oh, yeah. she has been really unsubtle about it. If you follow her Twitter for any length of time over the past month, you're like, well, it was a good run with Washington. Bye. <laughs> exactly. She she wants to be big in Orlando. Um, I also, so can we talk for a second about the logo? You mean, look, I know it has meaning, but I think my favorite so far, I've seen it called, is like a space bidet. Space bidet? Yeah. All right. Um, some people have called it a boob. With, I thought it was a lactating boob. With particulates coming out of where particulates come out of boobs. I, I thought it was lactating. Yeah. I, I'm okay saying the word lactating. <clears throat> um... Um, I also think it's a blowhole of sorts. Um, it's it's a very interesting logo for a f women's team. Um, and I you... get and I get why they couldn't do anything Jungle Book or Lion King esque. Like they can't do anything associated with lions because of MLS, like a pride yeah. of lions because of the MLS. Like it's the same reason why the thorns had to be the thorns. They couldn't be like lady timbers or something like that but it's it's 
an interesting logo. If you go to Orlando Pride's webpage, they do have an article up explaining the history of the logo, how they made it, and the importance of the fountain in that area. You, you know, it's like an architectural touchstone, which is nice. Just, you can't blame people for seeing what they see when they look at that. Because if you look at that and your very first reaction is not fountain, it's something else, you, you can't help the association you have between image and what your mind conjures if it's your very first reaction. You... I'm okay. Have it's... you have you seen the movie Inside Out? No, I haven't. I haven't the seen new, a Pixar the Pixar movie in a Pixar long time, movie? actually. God, it's so fucking good. Watched it on the plane on the way over. But what that image did with seeing it is it created like a permanent memory now. And I can't. I don't see a fountain. It's like the Disney D. You know, it's like some people see a G. And some people see a D. No. And when the when the, the the thing writes Disney out, do you see the D or the G? No, it's the essence of can't unsee. Exactly. I'm always going to see a lactating boob. <laughs> always. I'm already thinking of two sticks. Are, so for, basically, for going down there. the Orlando Pride logo is like the Rorschach test of the NWSL. You, you'd show it to fans, and based on what they see, you can always tell what kind of fans they are. Exactly. Or when when they started becoming a fan. Yeah. You know, because this logo is going to be normal in two years. So Orlando's going to get Ashlyn Harris. They might be digging for Alex Morgan, assuming Portland doesn't protect her. Like, if Portland's like, okay, we'll leave her unprotected, but we want so-and-so-and-so for this. Right. Like, I, I also don't see Morgan even being traded in a draft style. I see Morgan just being straight up traded. Mm. They'll protect you know, her in the draft like, and then trade her later? Yeah, I see I see Orlando, like, drafting somebody that Parsons really wants. Uh-huh. And then being like, okay, so you got Crystal done, Orlando. You got Crystal done uh, because... Jim Cabrera is dumb and protected Ashlyn Harris or something like that's not going to happen, but just go with me on this. Uh-huh. So, or, or, so DC protects Harris and Krieger. Dunn is now available. Dunn goes to Orlando. Suddenly Mark Parsons is like, all right, I'll take, I'll take Crystal Dunn for Alex Morgan and your first draft pick or something like that. You uh-huh. know, I could see Morgan going outside of the expansion draft. You bring up Parsons and Dunn, though. I wonder if he's trying to orchestrate something where he could pull Dunn over to the Thorns because as much as she's been pretty solid for the Spirit, I don't think she's, you know, full-on ride or die for the Spirit at this point. I don't think so. I think she'd love to go play under her coach who helped her... Believed in her? Who believed in her and helped her to have a really great season over at the Thorns. Where, you know, if she has the same season, the town is basically going to turn her into a saint. Like, they'll gonna, carry her I'm around. Toot, I'm going to toot my own horn. Who doesn't want to play in Portland? <clears throat> but think... you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I can totally see holding out Morgan and dangling her in front of Orlando being like, if you can figure out how to get done, you get Alex Morgan. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Parsons does have a little bit of leverage. Um, oh, yeah. And, and then he can always call Laura Harvey and be like, so how would you make this happen? He wouldn't have to call her. He'd, like, get on group chat. Another thing is that waivers went out today, which 
impacts the league much less than any allocation or expansion draft talked, but Portland did release AO. Correct. Which I think was unsurprising based on her performance. No, she was she was definitely a player that I think everyone watched the highlight reels, knew what she was capable of, and then you saw her play like two games in this league, and you're just like, oh my god, she's she needs to gain like 20 pounds of mass. She's fast enough, and she's got good enough ball control, she just gets muscled off. Yeah, and as a lot of people have noted in NWSL, it's a little bit of a rougher, more physical game, and if you can't stay on the ball... While, for example, I don't know, Ella Masser is coming at you with her solid wall of muscle. Is she, though? Is she? Because she was also released by the Houston Dash, even though she kind of informally announced her retirement. So I wonder if she just didn't, like, go to the HR department and fill out the paperwork. That's one guess, but the other guess might be she's got stuff left on her contract, right? And they had to, so they have to formally release her. And then she might be semi-retired in Europe. Oh, do you think Aaron's going to Europe? Uh, in between NWSL seasons, uh, I don't know. She might. She might want to stick stick closer to home base though, while Canada tries to prepare for the Olympics. I don't know, but yeah, I think that whole thing, regardless of her motivation, I think it. They had to actually formally wave her because she had paperwork or something that yeah said, she yeah. she would like lose out on her signing bonus or something like that. yeah and then the the rest of the waiver wire once again not very surprising the, i was a little surprised by Brittany bach yeah it does suck but when you look at her record she's she's just been hit so hard by injury throughout her career i guess the dash were like like, thank you for your service, but we would prefer someone who maybe can be there for more of it. I don't know. That's... Yeah, it's just it's just tough because you remember her career from WPS and she was rock solid. Yeah. And then every season of the NWSL, she's been like played 10 minutes and then gone down and needs like a season end- ending like surgery. Yeah, it really sucks for someone as talented as her and... She seems to be a pretty decent person, just doesn't deserve to have all this bad luck, but, you know, what can you do? I wouldn't mind seeing her land with another team who's willing to take a chance on her and be like, you know what, maybe this is a season you stay healthy. Yeah, so when when a team waves a player, let's go back to some of the interviews we did earlier in the year. When a team waves a player, that means that their contracted dollar amount goes out the window, right? So let's say that Brittany Bach, when she signed with the Houston Dash, was getting paid $15,000 a year. Okay. Now her value is minimum. Is that one way of thinking of it, too? So so really, right now, she's on the open market. Anybody could sign her. And they don't have to match a dollar amount. I just, I'm actually really, when I saw the waiver list, I was actually really surprised that it was so minimal. Like, teams like Kansas City, Seattle, Chicago didn't waive a single player. And I know that you don't have to, but it was just one of those things where I was like, really? This is it? I think some of those teams are seeing roster turnover through things like retirement. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it, they're like, well, team works. You know, don't need to... (sighs) 
Like for FC Casey, Fuck. they're getting hit with uh, Lauren Chaney retiring, and I don't know if Nicole Barnhart wants to stick around for another year. She seems to have some kind of long-term injury that's nagging her. Um, yeah, but they are back-to-back champions. Yeah. A team like that or the Reign, unless the player's like clearly on the verge of washing out, then why would you... And the Reign also got hit with some retirements, like Mariah Nagara, so... Oh my god, and Steph Lopez. And Steph Lopez, yeah. Jesus, that shocked me this morning. Mm. So I was like, not Lopez. Yeah, I actually thought she might have one more season in her, because she's doing so well with the Reign, and... Well, you, just, you know, yeah, she's got her priorities. Some of, the, some of the retirement shockings just get me because I'm like, but you look like you're having so much fun. Because I'm used to retirements at Portland, and I'm like, yeah, get out of here. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve to be, you know, treated like that. Get Go, go retire and make babies. Yeah. The team that had the most waivers, I believe, was the Boston Breakers. Did you guys ditch everyone for Brazil? Yeah. Good God. Is it because your new coach doesn't know Portuguese? Sure. That's definitely the reason. <clears throat> kind of tangentially, sort of, it is. I mean, the Brazilian hires were Tom Durkin's doing. And once again, just to be scrupulously fair, he originally had kind of like higher-level Brazilian players in mind, and then they got called up to the national team. And then he found available Brazilians who then got called up again to the national team because Brazil got hit with 10 million and one injuries before the World Cup. And Well, didn't they also go to the Pan Am Games? Yes, weren't I there, so. Weren't there two teams, like World Cup team Brazil and then Pan Am Games Brazil? And Boston sucked because of that? I don't think it was because of that. <laughs> I'm trying to give you an out here, buddy. There is no out. I'm pretty okay talking about my team's failings like in a matter-of-fact way there's no sugarcoating it i like to sugarcoat i like the sugar in my mai tai i know you do you're on vacation i'm here in grim gray boston there's no sugarcoating on this end so uh the breakers waved bia hafina and suzanne perez bia and hafina unsurprising they didn't really ever work out um either one of them was had a long-term injury at one point or another they were in and out and then you know the problems compounded with a coach who can't figure out how to integrate them into the team and uh and then suzanne perez not quite at the level yet that you'd want her to be to help an nwsl team make it to the playoffs so right. unsurprising and now we have some open international slots and you know that new coach matt beard has some connections over there in britain some British connections. Some British connections. Is he like a spy? Yeah. Ah, I hate I hate British spies. <laughs> Laura Harvey, you suck. <laughs> She's ruined me forever for the Brits. Forever. Not Tom Sermani, who when he got booted went to Canada. No, Tom Sermani, like he's my homeboy. All right, all right. Tom, Tom is my homeboy, man. You know what? After the way he was treated, you couldn't blame him for going anywhere that he wanted and being like, "Hey," and whispering in John Herdman's ear if he in fact did that. I would have preferred for him to. This sounds like a, some. I'm, I'm going to be a total dick here. I wish he would have gone to a team that had a chance at winning, though. <laughs> 
I mean, you know what, though? Even Canada, their realistic prediction for the World Cup was like, we're going to make it, I think, to the semis. That would be a great advancement for Canadian women's soccer. So yeah. it's not necessarily being a dick. There's there's being a dick and there's realism. I think there's a very fine line. And sometimes I don't know where that line is. And that line is different for every person as an individual. You're a, you're a line stepper? Habitual line, line stepper. stepper. I'm a I'm a flip flopper and a line stepper. Yeah. Well, that's NWSL. There's going to be an expansion draft. Hide your starters. Hide your face. In like in like two weeks, right? Yes, November second. So yeah. not even two weeks. The rules are expected to be about the same as what they did for the Houston Dash, but there might be differences because Houston Dash were a different situation. <laughs> Yeah, and they're also not doing one other thing. No allocated players, right? Yeah, Orlando's not being assigned any allocated players. They'll mm-hmm. have to either draft them in the expansion draft or trade for them. Oh, it sucks for Ashton Harris. <laughs> so we'll see. And I think Sermani might uh, take a little run at Heather O'Reilly, too, from FC Casey. I think, I think that might be a good, a good an accurate statement. Mm-hmm. Um I am just really intrigued to see Tom Sermani dealing with U.S. soccer. <laughs> On the regular now. On the regular, like being part of those group emails. Mm-hmm. And I just want him to be on conference calls, like loudly eating popcorn. <laughs> you know? Eating popcorn with a like, Scottish accent. Yeah, and just being like, uh, Tom, can you can you lay off the popcorn? Oh, no. <laughs> Nay. No, I, I can't. Nay. No. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I cannot do you're that. So, you're so good with the accents. Sure. And, and there's one other thing going on in the world of Boso. United States. Are we there? We're there. Okay. Do you want to use your transition now? No, not at all. I forgot what it was. Flipping I'm Brazil like a pancake? Time. Okay. And it's also really warm in, in our condo. <laughs> or it's the Mai Tai working. Tonight, record night, the United States plays Brazil in Game 5 of their World Cup victory tour. And Brazil is probably going to be their first and only real test during this whole victory tour. Because previously they played Costa Rica, Haiti, and then after this they'll play Trinidad and Tobago and China. You know, China could pose some problems, but not as many as Brazil. But China's problems are a different problem. Like, China's problems are less, like, tactical and more, like, how the fuck are we going to react to this style of play? Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Brazil's is like, okay, let's go in. This can be a chess match. Theoretically. Brazil does well, have more yeah, available. Theoretically. So what do you... I, th- I think what's going to be really interesting to see then is if Jill Ellis actually uses any of these new kids that she's called up for their... God, I would love to see Gina out there. Lewandowski, yeah. Yes. Well, that's interesting. I'd like to see her play a little with the team, but realistically, is she going to go to the Olympics when she's 30 years old? No. There's some rumors that the Lewandowski call-up is kind of Jill doing Tony, her assistant coach, a favor. Gustafsson has seen Lewandowski play in Europe with Germany, so he's a little more familiar with her abilities. And she was supposed to come into camp in 2012, and her team at the time, Frankfurt, wouldn't let her, they wouldn't release her. So, I don't know what this is. Is it yeah, just it's, like a... Yeah, it's a weird... Well, I also feel like it might be just a weird way to get more 
experience inside of camp when so many veterans are on their way out. That's true. Like, you can't call a day and a half a camp. No, And that's how long they've been together before tonight's game against Seattle. And so that's Boxy's last match. Um, it's almost Holiday's last match. Uh, and and it's, it's just one of these things that's like, you know, it's, it's like what U.S. soccer used to do back in, like, 2012 and just called in a ton of players because they were like, okay, we want to do, full, like, 11-on-11 scrimmages. Yeah. So we need a squad of, like, 25 to 30 players so that we have some subs. So these are farewell games for Shannon Box, Lauren Holiday, and Lori Kolopny. They're all midfielders, uh, theoretically. <clears throat> they're all they're all midfielders on paper. Yeah. In this next game, Shannon Box is definitely going to start, and she'll play probably like eighty some, and then she'll get subbed out so they can give her an ovation. Which is, which Do you think nice. she'll wear the armband? Yeah, I think so. If it's her yeah, last I game ever, give it to her. especially after everything she's given to this program, definitely. I'm um, just like, when is Abby going to make her fucking decision? Like, was she waiting to find out that Arizona was getting a match, and now? She's just picking what her farewell game is, or is she gonna go fucking all garb? And is she gonna participate? Like I'm oh, I derailed because we were talking about retiring players, not players that shouldn't retire. We will we will talk about Abby at length in in, in another episode, assuming she doesn't announce her retirement in the next two weeks. Because ideally, if she wanted to retire then and she wanted a farewell game, either she does it now or she waits until after the Olympics. So between but, her and Rampone yeah. They might announce their retirements, and then the last two games of the tour, those are their farewell games. But getting yeah. back to this one, who else do you hope gets time? Regardless? Uh, in this match? Yeah. Um, I'd love Lindsay uh, Horan to get to get some minutes. She's She's been with the squad before. She's got she's already been capped. Um, I think she's had some injuries uh, this season as she's been playing for Byron or PSG. 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 She's been playing for PSG. Um, I'd, I'd love for her to get some minutes because I think she she plays really well with Tobin, um, and I think she'd be a good replacement for Abby, that that big target forward um, that we don't think we have except for Abby. Right. So I'd love to see like how she and Press play, or how she and Dunn play, or anything like that. That would be interesting to see because Lindsay Horan is twenty, I want to say. She went pro right out of high school. She's still practically a baby in terms of strikers. She's getting paid. Getting Yeah. Which, you know what? College will always be there. You only have a short window of time to be an athlete at the top of your game. Get money, right? Yeah, I think she turned down UNC. Yes, she Paris. did. She's 21. So, yeah, she's she's still really young in terms of her pro career, hopefully. She could be in this program for another two cycles, because, right? Yeah. Because by the time she, if she's in it for this Olympics, and then she can make it four years, another four. Yeah, she could play in this program until she's twenty nine, thirty. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I am slightly torn though about whether or not I want to see fresh faces or if I want to see like players like Whitney Angen get minutes. Like, I would actually rather see Whit Angen play. What do you and mean? some of the other players who actually won the World Cup to play, uh-huh. to to start at least. Yeah. And then you bring in some of the fresh faces. I think that's fair. 
I think that's actually what you have to do because you're advertising this as the World Cup victory tour. And so all the people who come to these games are like, I want to see the World Cup team. And then they get, you know, a bunch of kids that they may not necessarily know who they are. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. I have faith or I have hope, uh, new hope, because of the uh, the roster and, you know, let's see, let's see how Jill else can fuck this up, okay? <laughs> yeah, lower your expectations. Lower your expectations. So what are your predictions for this game? USA versus <sighs> Brazil? The one in Seattle, I'm uh-huh. going to say, is going to be 3-2 to two US. Okay. And the one in Orlando, which, by the way, is beautiful timing. Like, that is fucking synergy, man. Yeah. Like, doing the Orlando announcement this week, and then this weekend, having a game in Orlando... Fantastic. It's everything wow. I could have asked for in terms of yeah. U.S. soccer and NWSL working together. Yeah. It's it's just like, you know, they got 29,000 tickets sold in Orlando, and they're fucking already have season tickets available. So you've got 30,000 people in that stadium who would be potential buyers for your your club team. Yeah. Or at the very least, if you've got some merch ready to go and they've got, like, T-shirts it, I, I personally think it'd be fucking fantastic if they could also tout, you know, one or two of the national team players that would be on the Orlando team at that time. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, we, we but, may get know, an announcement. Lower your expectations. Yeah, it's um, always nice to so have a So for the Orlando player. game, I think it'll be a little bit closer. I, I'm going to say that one's going to be 2-2. Huh. I'm going to say this first game mm. will be 2-0 to the United States. And then, even though Brazil will have time to adjust, they'll also be more tired. So I'm going to say in the second game, it's going to be 2-1. And I hope that Steph McCaffrey gets at least a half out of these two games. Oh, yeah, you got got McCaffrey in there. Yeah, yeah. You want to hear an embarrassing story? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I went to the UVA-BC game this past weekend. Unfortunately, UVA beat Boston College 4-2. That's neither here or there. Uh, Stephanie McCaffrey was there watching the game. Uh, you'll recall she's a BC alum. And Steve Swanson was there with UVA, and he's uh, he was an assistant coach with the women's team during the World Cup. So there's a lot of connections going on, and he's coached the youth teams as well. So I see Stephanie McCaffrey. She's waiting for the crowds to clear out. I'm also waiting for the crowds to, crowds to clear out. I've got my voice recorder because I'm interviewing Steve Swanson after the game. And I bounce up to her, and I go, Hi, Stephanie. I am also Stephanie. That was my... That was me greeting her. You are adorable. In probably the most awkward way possible. How how are you that adorable that you walk up to a professional athlete and you make that name comparison? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the thing is... I think is, you're becoming a little too familiar with professional athletes. No. The thing is, we've already met, like several times before and she very politely Wait, was like are you serious yeah but i don't ever want to assume like you remember me so i you know are are you serious you've already met her and you walked up to her and you made the main name comparison yep and she was very polite and was like yeah i remember you and i was like that is hilarious yep and then i interviewed her for a couple minutes she was very nice and i left and you've had a bloody nose in the bathroom <laughs> No, I had to go interview uh, Coach Swanson, so I had to hold it together until I got into the car. 
Always the professional. Yeah. Always. The professional. I'm great at this. I'm so great at this. You've got moves for day. I almost fell off the couch just now, so I think <laughs> I might be about done. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a slightly shorter episode this week because somebody had to go on vacation. Yeah, and there's no work on vacation. No, this isn't work. This isn't work, but this is like a scheduled appointment that isn't beach. Yeah. Well, go have fun on the beach. I'm gonna go do, I don't know, just lie down on a couch and think about <coughs> how winter is coming. How winter is coming. And then we're all gonna watch USA Brazil this afternoon. Yep, in a couple hours after this recording. It's on at 4 o'clock in Hawaii, so I'm, I'm super excited to, awesome. to have a cocktail and watch that match. Well, I'm going to watch it at 10 p.m. on a weeknight, and I am not on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot oh, for that, buddy. Seattle. We'll see you guys on the other side of this game, see if we got our predictions correct, and then I guess if we get them really wrong, come heckle us on Twitter. At always. Fans. Always. Always. The banter's got to stay alive. Always. Have fun on the beach, you asshole. All right.